And then he just, you know, she attacks him for some fucking dumb reason. And then he just, bloop. Nami sees this shit and she's like, oh, he killed that bitch. He, he like, <laughs> like, Nami's like, holy shit, dude. I need to get out of here. Yo, ho, ho, he took a bite of gum gum. Yada, 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 daze. Yada, yada, daze. Yada, yada, daze. Man, I feel like Thriller Bark feels like a lifetime ago, man. <laughs> Holy I'm shit. Sure. It is so weird. You I fucking am, took off, dude. You hit dude. the ground running and just didn't stop. So, yeah, like the next, the next arc or next saga, right? Just, yeah. It took me a while to, like, get the next saga going. Yeah, but, I remember you talking to me. You're like, Bryce, I'm having a hard time getting through, man. Like, yeah, I, I barely watch an episode while I'm eating, like during the lunch or whatever. For real, like it was like the stupid Duval guys and like the fishes, and it was nice to see Hachi, but it felt very fillery. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, that art just starts going, dude. And you hit a certain point, and that, that that's a time for next time, but. This week, man, it's it's about Thriller Bark, which... Thriller Bark, right? So what? This is the episode after Aeneas Lobby? This is... Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. L- the last big thing we had was this crazy long arc of trying to save Robin, Water 7, the ship. So I guess naturally, right, the next... You can't go... You can't finish Aeneas Lobby, then go to fucking Marineford, right? There's no way right. like someone would write those two back to back in a way. So the the crew has to like go on and I like I figured like okay, hey, we're going to go fuck around for a little bit and go into like another adventure. Um, right, they're getting they're getting sidetracked, you know. They're still yeah. on their way to Fishman Island. That's their destination. <laughs> Dude, they're, they they're keep still on their way to Fishman Island. What the yeah. fuck? That's that's how it started, man. They're like, let's go to Fishman Island, and then just all hell breaks loose Holy from between Aeneas, between uh, I guess Sky P. Was Sky P like when they said that they're going to no. Fishman Island? It was before no. Sky P, huh? No, it was at Aeneas. Oh, they said like they want to go there someday, right, and see the giants and stuff too, right? Um, but it's it it at the end of this where Kokoro was like, "Hey, this will show you to Fishman Island." So like. And the new world. That's what they, they start just talking like, oh, the if you like cross over here, this is the new world, right? It's like the halfway point, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the four emperors and all that, right? Um, and then, and then they like, okay, we're gonna go. We we got this new ship, we got this new crew member, and like, there's a whole little arc where they're fighting like a family in like this frozen tundra area, and it's. And it's, like, fine, but it's, like, a way to, like, introduce... I don't even know if it's filler. It felt so fillery that I, I didn't add it to this podcast. They fight a guy who's, like, very hot. He's, like, burning hot. And that's about it. They show, like, a couple of capabilities of the ship. Where, like, you know, Frankie's the most useful person on the team, apparently, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, holy shit. Like, you can probably give him enough time and he'll solve anything at this point. Um, And, yeah, and then it just... That arc was hard to get through. Uh, and then, like, I, Thriller Bark, right? Let's just, like, get into it. Like, dude, it's it's this guy. I've seen fucking Brooke everywhere. And so many things. Like, he's just... I guess he's... All these characters are popular. But, like, Brooke is, right. like, one that kind of stands out in a lot of ways. Because you're like, 
Who the fuck is that guy? Why is he a skeleton with an afro? Of course he stands out. <laughs> and just like... And I guess I never realized if he was like part of the crew or maybe he was like a character for an arc. Because like... How do you have a skeleton join your crew? Like, it'd be part of the series at that point. But fucking Luffy asks him to join, man. So... I mean, it, it, he's what he always wanted. He always wanted a musician. Yeah, that that so, too, right? Yeah, I think that gave him his like, like this guy's joining. He's, he's a shoo-in. He, he's yeah. a shoo-in. Like, oh, this is the musician. He's he's joining the crew no matter what. Yeah, well, when they first meet him here, he just invites him because he's a skeleton. He's like, join my crew, and Brooke's like, all right, and then just, <laughs> and then he turns him, Brooke turns him down later because he has to get a shadow and all that. But, um, Brooke, uh, how did you feel about Brooke when you first? got here like did you even had do you already know he was a crewmate and all that or this is a, oh. a while after and my first uh the time i was watching it you know i didn't i didn't think anything that like brooke was gonna join the crew because we've already had characters that i i thought was gonna join the crew but just didn't yeah so i figured he might be like one of those characters but then i heard he's a musician and that kind of raised uh i'm gonna say like kind of check the box, like oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of check checking the boxes that he is actually going to be a crew member. Like the musician joke has been a joke since like b- before they got Chopper, they were like, hey, we need to get a musician yeah. before we get a doctor. It, it was like when he he first got Zoro and they were sailing off. He said, I want a musician next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you have no idea as a musician here, right? Until like he just starts, I mean, he's singing a little bit right. when you first meet him. Mm-hmm. Um. That I do. I, I fucking love this scene where you first meet him, and he like he looks at Nami, and he's like, "Oh, oh, a lady." I'm <laughs> a lot of a gentleman myself. Yes, yes. He like starts brushing himself off, and he's like fixing his little bow tie, polishes his oh. shoe, and he's just like, uh, "I'm such a gentleman." And then, can I see your panties? <laughs> May I see your panties? And it's a great goof, and just. Why does the skeleton have a lump on his head? What is going on? There's, Brooke is so fucking weird, dude. There's so many things that just pop up and you're like, what? So I eventually I accepted it to be like, Brooke is basically a human. He just looks like a skeleton. But he, 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 he cries. He farts. He can taste. And he can see. He literally eats as well. Um, his very existence should be pain or like just not pain, but like he shouldn't be able to feel, see or anything. Right. He's a fucking skeleton. Right. But the gum gum for is just, Hey, he's a human. He's ba- he, It's so weird. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It's hard to like, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. He's basically a, a human and he does worry about dying, but he just looks like a skeleton and that's just how I'm going to leave it. But yeah, this is the first episode where they meet Brooke. The crew ends up in the Florian Triangle, which is it might not be the Florian Triangle, but like it's basically yeah, the Bermuda Triangle, right? It's like a reference right. to that where like people get lost and shit, and like you never see them again. Their ships get lost, um, and his ship was just floating out there, and the crew kind of ended up there at some point, um. Luffy immediately meets Brooke and is like, join my crew. And Brooke's like, all right. And then just, 
a lot of good goofs of like him getting on the ship and 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 like Zora always being the straight man and be like, oh, you can't be fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I love Usopp's out. Like I, dude, I love everyone's outfit this in this um, in this arc. Like I love how like they change their color. Like Nami's always wearing something different, right? So is Robin. They usually change her up too. Uh, Usopp is like perfectly themed for like a fucking pirate hunter. Like you can tell, like oh, this is the adventure we're getting into. We're going into fucking Halloween land. Like some shit like that's gonna happen, um, and then Luffy with this orange like pumpkin colored uh, vest and all that. It, it's great. I, I love like how they change it for every single um, saga and arc. And yeah, Brooke with his dumb skull jokes and him eating food, and basically there was a guy who stole his shadow. And he's trying to get it back. And that's why he's like still floating around in the sea trying to find this guy. Without your shadow, if um, you walk into the sun, you get obliterated like a vampire. And so he's basically like stuck in this cloudy Florian triangle area trying to find uh, the guy who took his shadow. And he was he was like going to play something for them for the first time. You're like, oh shit, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. But he never gets to because like one of Perona's ghosts show up. Yeah. Um, and it freaks him out. Yeah. Yeah. It scares the shit. It's, it's, the, the ghost scares the, ske- the undead skeleton. Yes. 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 The yes. fuck is fucking stupid. But yeah. Um, but this is where. <laughs> it's like the, sorry. It's just yeah. like that joke they were saying when they see Brooke the first time and they're just like, oh my gosh, be gone, evil spirits, be gone. And he's like, yeah. evil spirits, where? Yeah. Like yeah. 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 He does that first. Evil spirits, where? Um, let's see here. Uh, so, uh, before earlier, they had like accidentally found like a, um, it was like a barrel in the middle of the water. Um, and it, it had like a, uh, well, we it didn't know it was in it. In it. Yeah, yeah. It basically had a flare in it. Yeah. I thought, thought it was Brooke, treasure. I thought Brooke was going to be in it cause I knew Brooke was mm-hmm. in this next arc, but yeah, they thought it was treasure or something. But it had a flare, and basically that flare signals the Thriller Bark ship or island to come and get you. Um, I think I think the idea of, of island ship is really fucking cool. Uh, it's it's super weird, um, but yeah, I think I think the design of like actual Thriller Bark is awesome, and it like lets them do like this weird like Halloween. Oh my god, he's running on the water. He's just. <laughs> He's he like the only the like devil devil fruit user who's like immune to the curse. Well, yeah, because like if he drowns, he's not going to drown, right? He's he's a fucking skeleton. Oh, uh, I don't know. That's oh, or a does that question. nullify it? Huh? I'm I'm just saying that he's just running over the water. If someone touches him with the sea prism stone, does he just die? Because that would like nullify the effect of the. Hmm. Must tests must be had. I'm sure it just for science. <laughs> Yeah, like if fucking Smoker ran up and poked him with this thing, like would he just instantly die? Nah, I don't know. We'll probably never find out. But yeah, um, of course, there's this island and fucking Nami, Team Weaklings don't want to go. And Team, you know, the people who actually are strong and powerful. The Monster 3. The, mon- the Monster 4 or 5 at this point. Um... Because they have Robin, Robin, Frankie, 
Zoro and Sanji, right? They're like the most right. powerful on the ship. They like they can fucking handle. The, they have the high bounties. Even the old chopper fucking with his fifty berry bounty. Um, but yeah, they. Luffy wants to go explore it, and he's about to. And then like Nami for some or they were gonna take the new um. What is it? The little it's mini a, boat. Yeah, it's a mini. Um, they made a she made a little mini uh, Mary. Like, to, like, commemorate Mary? Well, it's not that. God damn it. Where is it? Number three. There it is. Look at it. Like, little Mary. Um, basically, she wants to take it on the test ride because Frankie just revealed it for the first time. And then they end up crashing to the island. And, of course, of course, that's what happens. And this is how the adventure starts. Um, yeah, there's, like, this dude who, like, gets on the ship. It's, like, clearly invisible man. He's, like, tossing everyone around and shit. And he's, like fucking putting himself on Robin like licking her and shit and this is where we meet the, one of the first crewmates Absalom he's a fucking creep but uh, he is uh, an Inviso man and Sanji's biggest rival let's see Um, but yeah it, the first I guess like a really quick Uh, it's, it, it's the first couple episodes are like Nami uh, Usopp and Chopper on like landing on the island and like exploring it till they get to the castle. But it's a really funny like juxtaposition because later the three like or the four monsters get on the island and just like it, the just a juxtaposition between the two is fucking hilarious because these two are like scared of everything and then the other four come in and like are like dominating the island basically. Let's see. And Chopper with dude Chopper with this big chain his chain um cross. It's fucking cool. It's it's, it's very uh when he goes into like big human mode, it looks like a, a big piece of bling. <laughs> let's see here. But yeah, it, it it's um let's see if I can get like a good point. Brooke. Yes, the Scooby Doo crew I described these these three, and then the adventuring crew, everyone else, uh, three forty three, three forty three. There's a doctor on the island, Doctor Doctor Hogback. Uh, Chopper comes to meet him, and like Chopper like knows the name to Hogback from like you know he was like a famous doctor that disappeared at some point. Hey, this is where he's at. He's making zombies for, uh, which we find out later is the the pirate lord Moria. And let's see. And they basically catch him doing this shit for the first time. Because there's like, there's a lot of goofs where like they don't believe what they're seeing. And then they're, now they're finally seeing like, oh, all that shit we saw was real. But here's the. And Brooke, the Brooke is on this island too, trying to find the guy who took his shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on his mission. Yeah. And he's, he's like doing that shit separately. Oh, where's that shot of like Luffy push pushing the guy back in? This severely injured old man. <laughs> it's obviously a zombie. Is this where he puts him back in? Because the dude was just like barely crawling out of the grave. Yeah. Where he meets like the first zombies. It's probably in a previous episode. That's like when they first walk up into him, maybe, yeah. Let's see, 332. 
But yeah, like basically all of Thriller Bark, like I, I, like I really don't need to go like through every single episode and like I'm just trying to find spots like I really enjoyed. Um, it's just like a fucking kooky ass adventure, dude. Like <laughs> there's like paintings that are like you know following them and shit. Like Scooby Doo haunted house. There's a creepy room with pictures of this dead girl everywhere. Uh, let's see here. And then yeah. <laughs> There's a really good, um, there's like this giant Cerberus thing that was like tormenting Nami and Usopp earlier. Nami and Usopp and them find this hogback guy and he's like being all hospitable and he's being like, hey, you know, just take, chill the night here, go to bed and whatnot. And Nami's taking a shower and she gets freaking assaulted by the invisible man. She like gets pinned and she's like, man, this shit would not fly nowadays. Is this a kid's show? But, um... It's really funny. She's like, come in and help me. And Usopp and Chopper come in. They're like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this. <laughs> I just like how he bows. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just think there. Um, but yeah, the fucking Absalom's a fucking creep. And that's like his whole thing. He's one of the crew members. And the other group of like... The, the, the other crew coming to the island and just like dominating these guys Luffy like just woofing back at the servers and it's like what the fuck <laughs> why are you woofing at me and and they're just like don't give a shit they're not scared at all it's like you just gotta tame it and like they bite they bite Luffy's head it's like no 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 we just gotta train it we we just gotta teach him he's like petting him there there you're a good dog and then bam you damn mutt he's like where is it at <laughs> you damn mm. it, damn you, damn! You gotta show his dominance. <laughs> down, he's like down, dog. Down, he's already knocked the shit out of it. And then the next shit, scene, he's like, shit. yeah. The next scene, he's uh, already writing it. Yeah, he's already writing it. And yeah, it's like the whole first part of like, hey, there's a whole thing of like the crew getting on the island and and like exploring it, and there's just a bunch of funny goofs and. I really enjoyed it overall. Um, like, it, it's a difference between like this and let's say um, the Sky P, right? Like this one is like a very simple, like it's like weirdly Halloween themed, or like you know, like horror themed, and right. it's it's just really funny, and f they're just like trying to have fun with it. There is some like really serious shit that happens towards the end, though. Like it does tie back into like the overall world but like it's just like a really kooky ass adventure the uh, the fucking talking pig thing and like there's so much good shit right um so i really just kind of like want to hit those points of like hey like what are the, like the highlights of like the whole arc itself so usopp versus perona uh usopp i think this is the point where they're fighting back um and trying to like get everyone's Everyone's shadows basically got taken at this point, and they're just like, "Hey, trying to fight back, right?" Because when you're if you if you don't have your shadow, you you know if you got on the sun, uh, you will get obliterated. So, so Piranha's power is like basically she can shoot like a phantasm that like makes you doubt yourself and like be negative, like it's a negative ghost, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone on the member like it works super well on, like just completely destroys them because they. Can't do it. They can't fight against her. Um, 
it just has no effect on Usopp. Like it's it's just like the Enerus scene of like him trying to shit on 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 Luffy. It's it's a reverse scene of Perona trying it on Usopp and she's like, What the fuck? How are you countering it? Why is this not working? He's like, I've always been negative. And then he's her just, hard counter. Yeah, he, he's her hard counter. And it's like a whole episode of being like, Oh fuck this and she's just like she's she's trying to run away. But the the other guys left they're like, oh, Usopp, you, you got this. You can handle this. But they just left him alone, even though there's like 50 zombies that he cannot take on at the same time. So it, it's just like a... Again, it's a goofy-ass fight. None of these fights are like super serious, but it, it's hilarious how like Perona's like, I can't believe this isn't working on him. How could you be so negative? And like the, her and her zombies start cheering Usopp on, being like, Gambare, you can do it, Usopp. Like, trying to cheer him on, because, like, mm-hmm. he seems downright suicidal how negative he is. Um, and they're just, like, trying to, yeah, like, bring him up, right? Um, and, yeah, that's it's showing some of the Zoro and other dude fight, but I do want to finish off Usopp. But it's, like, basically, hey, she runs away, um, and then she starts acting weird. Like, she starts flying now, and, like, he can't hit her with anything anymore. And she's able to, like, make ghosts that explode. Like, it seems like he's fighting a different person altogether. Um, then he figures out, like, hey, what changed? is like, oh, when she got away from me, she, like, disappeared for a while. And he figures out, like, hey, her body's actually, like, hidden in, like, a, a secret room. And he's, like, she's like, been fighting. A fake. Um, yeah, a fake the whole time. I think this is where he finally... Is this where it's revealed? Or... No, not yet. There's a really good moment. <laughs> yeah, earlier where, like, she's about to kill Usopp. And then he just, like, suddenly puts the fucking Soga King mask on. And, like, dodges the attack. And, um... And it's, it's just really cool. Because, like, the Soga King, like, music starts playing and shit. Maybe it was a 360 here. Yeah, like the Kumasi like starts beating the shit out of him, and it looks like he's about to die, and in Usopp fashion, right? And he was like super happy that he was like, "Oh, there's someone only I can fight, only I can beat," right? And mm-hmm. fucking Kumasi's just beating the shit out of him, dude. Boom, boom. Yeah, look at him. Uh, His eyes bulging out. Yeah, because like Usopp had already fucked with them so many times at this point, and yeah, Kumasi's just beating the shit out of him. And then all of a sudden, freaking the Soga King music like starts playing, and then he gets all brave. The same me, Soga King, his alternate personality. <laughs> does it play the music? I'm pretty sure it does. Let's see. He's like, yeah, save me, save me, and then he just calls out the Soga King. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His place is right there when he puts his hand in his mouth. Mouth it goes dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like right when he puts his arm in his mouth, it just says "Save me, Soga King." Then you hear the theme music dun 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 dun. dun. It's really good. And then he he beats Kumasi because uh, you have to put salt in their mouth or have them ingest salt, and that'll dispel the uh, shadow effect that's like creating the zombies. 
Um, but that was like a really good moment in terms of like the Usopp fight. I think like it's just really fun. I enjoyed all these episodes, this episodes with her and Perona or him and Perona. Uh, but the reveal where he figures out where she's at is is really cool. But um, it's it's the scene where like he actually beats her is really fun. Where like he's just like screwing with her hard. Um, where like he shoots like a a, a cannonball at her, but it's like filled with roaches. And this poor girl has all these fucking roaches all over her, and she's she like, only likes cute things. She only she likes cute roaches. things, dude. She does not like this. She's like, oh, please stop. Okay, I like you win. You, I stop, stop. They're gross. Get me out of here, please. And she is they freaking come, out. They just keep it yeah, dude. It's 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 a really good, like it's it's a perfect punishment for her, who's like a really like playful person, right? And like, oh, I love cute things only. And then then freaking stuff with this fake ten ton mallet but he just like tries to pull it off and he just Usopp just wins out of sheer like he's playing head games yeah he's just playing fucking mind games right like completely destroyed this girl yeah you've underestimated me and she just like passes out from stress or whatever she thought she was gonna get crushed. Yeah, big ass hammer, big ass hammer, and all these damn dude. The roach part like freaks me out, man. Yeah. I would not He's be like having me. a good time. He's saying his long ass attack name. Oh yeah, <laughs> like super long. And then I think it's a balloon because it just pops. Yeah, yeah, it just pops. But she just knocks out. She was already out before it fucking hit her. Yeah, it's a really good Usopp moment. I, I love it. I love when he does shit like this. Just like thinks things through and then just has like a counter for it and the, and the way he <laughs> the way he counters her is like a punishment for her right it's like oh, dude I just can't fuck roaches man I hate roaches so much <laughs> just do not like fuck that dude I would hate that shit but yeah it's a really good part um yeah it's really funny there's a really funny scene where um like they gather back up at the ship and <laughs> Sanji's so fucking pissed dude he's on fire um there's a really good scene earlier where like everyone's gathered at the ship and they're like telling everything's happened where Nami's at and they're like yeah this guy peeped on Nami and like assaulted her in the restroom and now he's trying to marry her and Sanji like goes fucking super saiyan dude it's really funny and um Zoro's like hey if you keep getting him madder and madder he's gonna fucking transform which I like, like it's it's a freaking Dragon Ball reference, because like how they drew it and all that, it's, it's hilarious. But it's it's not really a fight. It's just like him beating the shit out of Absalom. Absalom has like a is it is he is an invisible man? But this whole time throughout this the the episodes, he had been like shooting shit out of his hands, and everyone's like, oh what like what is his power actually? Well, the guy. He can make pieces of his body invisible, right? Or anything touching him. So he actually has, like, cannons strapped to his arms. See if I can... You can see, like, a little bit of the strips there on the left arm. Yeah, there's the cannons. He has cannons strapped to his arm, and that's how he's fighting everyone. Um, The main thing, takeaway here, though, is that... (laughs) That line there is that this whole time... Sanji had like a what is it what is it when you like promise yourself something a goal or a dream <laughs> like, yeah a dream or like 
hey, if this happens, I will do it, right? Um, he said, like, if I ever ran into the invisible fruit or whatever the fuck it's called, uh-huh. I think it's called clear, clear, maybe. Yeah, yeah, clear, clear fruit. If I ever run into clear, clear fruit, that was that would be the devil fruit I eat. And then, like, and then the damn at you, you're, you're. <laughs> he hates Absalom one because of all the shit he did to Nami, but the fact that the clear, clear fruit is not out there anymore because Absalom ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, now I can never be that person to have that power. And he's like, why do you want that power? And it's, just, it's the same thing. Just imagine how I could help others. I could. <laughs> it's funny. He's trying to like be all noble. No, just imagine how I could help others. I could watch women bathe. <laughs> and Freaks yeah. the zombies out. Yeah. And even the zombies are like, oh, he, you're just like him. You're, you're, an ass, you're, you're a monster just like Absalom. <laughs> Know what I could accomplish with this ability. Yeah, and, and he's just... It's a really funny goof of, like... He hates him because he has a clear, clear fruit. And all the shit he did to Nami. It's not... Again, not really a fight. Um, it's just, like, him kicking the shit out of Absalom. Like, the Thriller Bark Pirates aren't... Like, menacing in any way, right? Even, like, Moria is, like, not really... He kind of just fucks with people. And that's about it, right? Like, none of this crew is like, I don't know. Like, of course, not... CP9. It's not a serious fight. It's not like <laughs> the outcome of this fight is not going like, to determine anything, I guess. I don't know. Right. What, what are you going to say? Oh, I'm just saying that they're just passively just building an army. They're not, like, yeah. going out and about. They're not really, they don't have really a big ambition, I guess, is what i say. It, like more is like trying to gather power and that's his goal is like i want to get carried to be pirate king i'm gonna make like the most badass zombies that'll like make a pirate king and there's some scenes of like luffy fighting him but he's not really fighting him he's fighting his shadow and it's just more just sitting down chilling the whole time all right so dr hogback and chopper right um doc chop uh, dr hogback was like this um famous doctor that like chopper like read about and respected he's like oh like this whole adventure kind of starts with like when they land on the island and he hears hogbacks there he's like nami i really want to like see mr hogback and like learn more from him and stuff and he's like this starry-eyed look and all that right Mm -hmm. and and they're like okay we can't fucking deny you when you're being that way chopper (laughs) yeah they can't say no when he's being that way so he's like uh yeah let's go and there's like people with their heads cut off or like fucking faces transplanted on trees and shit and like still they're still going through with it because of chopper um they eventually meet hogback and he was the guy who was like being nice to them being like hey y'all chill and don't ever go into my lab and (laughs) and eventually it's revealed that um hogback has been working for moria because a a long time ago there was this girl he like fell in love with um and he was gonna propose to her like ask her out i guess but he found out that she was like already getting married to someone else a couple of years later, she ends up just dying to like an accident, um, like unrelated to him. But in, in like he was like heartbroken and was like, "Okay." Uh, Moria walked up to him and was like, "Hey, I could revive her, or like me and you could work together. We could like create something here, um, and we could like revive people, right?" Uh, but the thing is, like, more, so what? He needs Moria's power to do this. All Hogback is doing is grabbing the bodies. And making them functional again. So they can like move around and like function again. Because what Moria is doing, he's grabbing the shadows from other people 
and then implement implanting them into bodies and the shadows shared the zombies personality or the person's personality and stuff and eventually the personality and stuff goes away and they become mindless but at the very beginning they're very like hey this is just a version of that person like a literal shadow right? like a shadow right like it is it is their other self um so but he does it for hogback here but the girl's dead there's no shadow to put in it right that she he can't get her shadow out so they're not really reviving people it's just like more as like sick gum gum power right that gum gum devil fruit power that's doing this they're not actually like reviving people back to life and like because like that's what hogback is trying to do is like we could help so many people who've lost people and all that shit but it's not really what's happening uh this girl has like some other chick's personality who like hates plates or something um but yeah, like Chopper's like fucking because originally when he was like, oh, he's reviving the dead. Think what we could do. Like Chopper was like, if we, we could bring back all the like ones we've lost, like he, he may be onto something here. But then he like kind of sees like what he's actually doing and shit. And it pisses Chopper off. Uh, and he's like, OK, like I have to bring you down. And he like he like treats the Cindy girl like subhuman. He's like, no, you lick the floor because I'm in complete control. Like, just showing like he's in control of everything. And he's like making her lick the floor and shit. And mm-hmm. Chopper not having that shit, man. Um, and yeah, it's again, it's not really a fight per se. It's just like them like talking and shit. And they like battle against these two. So these two zombies here, do you know who they are? Uh, I remember the the dog one. I think his name was like Dog Pound or something. Mm-hmm. There's a new recruits. Um, earlier in the show, this guy showed up, uh, and he's like, Hey, I'm the new recruit or like, you know, Hey, here's the penguin squad. And I'm the new guy they added just recently. Mm-hmm. And, er- and in that same time, Sanji had disappeared for a while. So he had Sanji's personality. He was like protecting Nami and stuff and like defeating people by kicking them. And I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Did they like put Sanji's brain in this thing? That's what I initially <laughs> thought. Cause it's not revealed until way later what like Mori is doing and how he's doing it that is just the shadow because earlier it showed the samurai guy and he was going yo ho ho and like acting like Brooke right and I was like what is Brooke's bot like is Brooke wait Brooke doesn't have a brain okay did he move his soul into but it doesn't make sense there either um so you're wondering like what what are, what are they doing to our crewmates here um but no, like Moria strips the shadow and then they put him into the zombies. And again, they share personalities uh, traits. So yeah, this this guy is Sanji and this one is Zoro's shadow over here. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy gets lost and these two constantly fight. Like they, they cannot work together. The, no, these two like zombies. Zoro. Yeah, exactly. And and Robin realizes it. And she's like, she just makes, she just uses it to her advantage of like, just just makes them fight each other. Uh, Cause they're like really strong, right? But she just makes them argue. <laughs> you know, they're just <laughs> they're just like pounding each other. Like, what are y'all doing? And there's like having this hardcore ass fight. It's like really well animated too and stuff. It's like really funny that they like spent the budget there. And he's trying to tell them the spot stop, but Robin just covers his mouth and like it solves the whole problem. They're still fighting each other, and then she tricks them into saying, "Hey." <laughs> She tricks him into saying, hey, wouldn't you really like me to jump off this tower? 
Yeah, why don't you order us two to jump out this tower? And, and he, he yells that at her. And of course, the two zombies fucking jump out. And he gets he gets tricked. Um, I don't know what like this is supposed to symbolize, but it's like the Sindri, the zombie stops like listening to, I guess like part of her spirit soul is still there or something. That's what it's supposed to signify. But she stops listening to the hog back and it starts crying. And then it doesn't really ever go to an end to it later because fucking Ors just kind of crashes into the building and fucks everything up. And that's kind of like how their fight ends. Uh, the next fight is Zoro and Shadowbrook. Which is just like a really cool like... Oh, dude, the fucking voice actor for the samurai dude like just kills it, man. He sounds so cool. Yo ho ho. Yo ho ho. Dude, it's so it's so good. And I know you can't hear it, Bryce, but I I did put it in the the thing. But um you said you didn't really remember this guy until like you had like saw the uh preview, right? Or like your your little recap yeah. you did. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a very is a legendary samurai. There's the body. He's got one of the legendary swords. Yeah, he has um what are they called? The swords? Fuck. They have a certain name, but um, it's the one where the girl mentioned there's like 21 of them, and I want to get them all, right? Like, it's that one, those that list of swords. Um, Yeah, he's like apparently the body of a very legendary samurai that like killed a dragon or something. Um, This is who has had Brooke's body. Brooke, like, beelined it to him, has been trying to beat them this whole time, and Brooke got his ass kicked clearly like he was no match for the samurai um has brooke's personality and stuff and brooke himself is like a swordsman which i thought it was like i didn't know actually mm-hmm. um he is a swordsman yeah he's like a swordsman um i don't know he like brooke was getting fucked up i was like dude how is he gonna repair this he's a skeleton he won't heal and of course he's gonna heal except for this little crack <laughs> here isn't that, this little crack here is never gonna heal but th- all this guy, yeah. yeah all this you know, is, is gonna be for a fine. long time i thought that was just like a little hair or something like just a little tiny strand of hair that's coming out of his afro well sometimes you see him open the top of his head and you'll do it and it'll right, that's the right. line where it, like it'll open up off from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah it, it is a crack um and yeah it's it's a really cool fight between these two like every time there's a samurai character or someone with the katana i'm like oh sorry i want you to fight him dude and like of course when this guy came like Brooke's going to lose, and Zoro's going to show up and fight him, because Zoro already said he was going to go help Brooke. Uh, and, of course, the payoff is there. Um, more payoff than fucking dumbass, what's-his-face, giraffe from last epi- the last Kaku? podcast. Kaku, oh God, yeah. Baby. We're not going to do this again. I'm, I'm never going to let it go, dude. <laughs> Such a fucking tease, man. Uh, but, yeah, this, this whole fight's cool. And, like, the episode prior kind of, like, Jabesu thinking Zoro lost because <laughs> all of a sudden this guy's on fire and, and he's blue and like Zoro gets knocked down and, and looks worse than this but Zoro actually gets, gets the killing blow and it kind of like purifies him I guess which okay how did the Zoro's sword purify him because like he didn't ingest salt but like whatever move Zoro did like release the soul and shit I never actually went back and thought about that. Did he hit him with the white sword? 
It might be something with his, the white sword. I don't know. That's a thing to think about. But he gives him his sword because in Ennis Lobby, one of his swords that was given to him by the uh, blacksmith from that one city, it got rusted because he met the one dude who could rust weapons when he touches them and he hit him with the, the sword. So that sword was dead. And um, he gives him this new sword, which now you can like kind of like, okay, this is the one with the little circles and... I could really never tell the difference between. I knew the cursed blade was like purple, but I could never tell like what the other blade looked like. And then this one, of course, is his like most important one, right? Um, I forgot the name of it, Washimoto or some shit. These fight, I enjoyed it. And this whole time, in the background of like this whole arc, like Orz is just fucking about, dude. He's like moving the ship, turning the sails, and just setting the course wrong and like destroying their own knights because it is just luffy luffy's shadow put into a giant a giant's body and of course he's he's a fucking doofus and he's gonna destroy everything on accident but uh more isn't worried about it because he said like after a certain point the personality goes away and then he'll be subservient there's moria there chilling dude he's like not even lifting a finger to fight luffy Dude looks like a turnip. <laughs> yeah, that's what he keeps calling him, right? Like a turnip or something. He, I forgot what he said. It does he doesn't say turnip? But I had to look up what Luffy kept calling him. And yeah, it is like a like an onion turnip type of thing. It has like, like a, a long radish? stem. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't say radish, but um, it it is like a vegetable because I looked it up. It must be like a Japanese thing, um, or like a common vegetable in Japan. Let's see. Adrian doesn't eat a whole lot of vegetables, guys. <laughs> Shut up. Um, all right. Bizarro and Shadowbrook. Um, and I really like... So, like, Brooke this whole time was... Hey, hey, trying to get his body back, right? Um, there was a certain scene between these two um, earlier where, like, where like uh frankie's like okay like he like tells him real right he's like you're a skeleton like your life outside of this triangle area is gonna be super fucked like you're gonna be an outcast and like he like tells him like some real dark shit right it's like why would you still Mm want to continue living this way like why are you still going like basically asking why are you still going at this point and he's like, <laughs> and then it cuts away. And then you see Frankie crying later. And he's like, oh, God damn it. I love that skeleton. <laughs> and he's doing his thing, right? <laughs> um, and he's doing his own thing. Later, it's revealed where, like, Frankie tells him um, that this is one of the members of Laboon's friends. And that he fucking, Brooke is like, I promised Laboon to go back and see him, dude. I promised Laboon I was going to go all the fucking way back and I'll do it, god damn it. And it's a really cool, like... Of course, this author did not plan this out, right? But it's like a really... I like that it tied it back in. And it's so long ago, too. It's like, right. dude, like 300 fucking episodes back, I, man. 
I, I think that's a pretty good way of writing. If you have a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. like if you just start just leaving stuff like open ended, like yeah, in the if, beginnings, you can always tie that shit in. Like somewhere you can down always the go line. back in some way, right? Or like and have then, a refresh for something, yeah. And then you, as the reader, well, as soon as they mention something that happened like three hundred or four hundred episodes ago, mm-hmm. be like pog face and just like oh, poggers, <laughs> What did you think when he was like? So like what he's like, oh, I got this friend back and we left him behind. And I said I would go back. Um, where you, <laughs> where you instantly be like, what the fuck? Um, no, yeah, I was, I was exactly how I mentioned it. I was poggers. I was like, oh, I had the pog face. I was like, ooh, I remember that. Um, and it's just but like, it's, go ahead. The whole flashback with Brooke and them with it made it really sad. I was like, oh no, yeah, oh. Yeah, they like you see a lot more of Laboon in their interactions, right? And that that it's like the last part of all this. Yeah. Um, but just really quick, like yeah, I just wanted to mention like, hey, he like wanted to. He was Laboon's friend, and that's the reason he's like doing all this. Is like, hey, I want to go see him, and it's it's a really funny scene with Frankie mm-hmm. telling him, and then the scene where like Luffy's like, yo, I I know who he tells Frankie this right because Brooke isn't there because Brooke is trying to get his body back. He's like, dude, like we met Laboon. He's like still fucking there. And then it does, you know, the whole episode flashback thing and all that. And it's just, it, it's a nice payoff, right? Like, it's not like you met Laboon for two episodes. Like, it's mostly there to set up Vivi, right? But it's a nice way of like going all the way back and pulling something and being able to like, it's, just, very, it's just really well tied, right? Made something that was like, kind of like nothing in a lot of ways and make it a lot bigger and then of course with brooks flashback make it a whole fucking thing right that you're like not now i gotta see this reunion like i fucking dare you <laughs> like now i hunger for this like you fucking asshole um and it's yeah but um the other like rest of it is let's see god man kuma so really quick before we get to kuma uh, we got to get to this Moria guy, right? Like, how do you feel about Moria overall, I guess? Like, how do you personally feel I mean, about... They, the you know, thing? they kind of hype him up because he's like somebody who went face-to-face with Kaido. And I don't know... Yeah. I don't know if you know a whole bunch about Kaido, but he is a he is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he is prob- he's probably... Other than Whitebeard, he's probably like the one of the fucking strongest pirates out there because he's... Uh, one of the four emperors of the sea. They call them the Yonkos. Yeah. Um, I just know Kaido just from like everyone's watching One Piece and like it's just it's like a recent thing, right? Like where they're fighting him. It's like pretty recent, I'm guessing. Yes. Cause yeah, like people are just on Twitter and like or like just YouTube videos just flashing by and I just see the name Kaido. Right. Mm-hmm. I know he's like a big dragon man or some shit. Like I I really that's like all I know. Right. And they drop his name quite a bit, like in the, yeah, like, which is the fucking crazy. When he mentions, I was like, I know, I know, I don't fight him for six hundred episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's such a weird like feeling of being like, holy shit, did they set that up? Mm-hmm. Holy, yeah, so I, holy shit! When they when they mention that he's fought Kaido and stuff, he's like, man, Mori must be like this, like this strong dude. If he went face to face with them. But nice. Yeah. Just some. He's just some lazy. He's some lazy asshole. <laughs> he, like even Morris is like, I got my shit kicked in by Kaido. Yeah. Um. So it's a little o- underwhelming. Yeah. And like, I was ex- yeah, and we're going to this like very horror themed, like oh like mm-hmm. we're gonna it's gonna be Dracula this 
this guy's gonna be like Dracula, it's gonna be really cool. I'm like, no, it's like this lazy onion man. <laughs> like, looks like a vampire, I guess, but, um, yeah, he, and he's just, he, I do like, so like the big physical punchy punchy guy is obviously ours, right, for this arc. Like, this is the thing that we have to, like, fight and beat physically, right? And then, like, Mori is doing some shit to, like, make it stronger. And he's kind of controlling it like a big mech. Um, but I do like where, like, someone mentions, like, oh, Luffy's facing Moria right now while everyone else is doing thing. And someone was like, Moria's not going to sit there and fight him. He's just going to, like, run away and fuck around. And that's, like, <laughs> Luffy's biggest weakness. Is that if people just don't want to fight him and just screw with his head. And of course, Luffy falls for every single trick Mario lays down where like he's running away and wasting his time and shit. Um, but I, I like that it was like a good like someone on the crew realizing like if Luffy fights anyone with a brain or like with any trick, like non-honorable fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Like Luffy's going to lose 10 out of 10 like every fucking time. <laughs> like, this guy's... Luffy can't take like motherfuckers falling for freaking Foxy's outfits and shit. Like he's not he's not gonna be able to beat Moria in like a a mind game. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, you know, it, what happens actually? What 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 makes Moria actually want to face him? And I just remembered this. So at some point, the reason Moria wants to fight like was like fuck it, I'll fight him. Right, was um, Kuma uh, arrives onto the island. Kuma. Bartholomew Kuma, dude, this fucking guy, dude, and we've seen him before in like For one real. episode. But like, dude, like as the show goes on, I'm just like, dude, this fucking guy, man, there he is. Um, he just shows up on the, he like pops on the island, right? And and Piranha sees him, she's like, holy shit, I know who that is. And Amidi's, like, terrified. Um, and Nami's, like, seeing this because Perona's, like, trying to take their ship. And she's, like, filling it all with Thriller Bark's gold and food and shit. And she's, like, I'm going to take their ship and take off. But uh, Kuma arrives just in the nick of time. And he arrives to the island to be, like... Uh, one, he wipes out Perona immediately. He, like... He just, he just, like, swipes at her and she's fucking gone. Let's see if I can get the good swipe here. Like, Piranha's like, oh, he's, Gekumor is probably going to lose. I'm going to fucking bail on this island. Yeah. And, but, yeah, Kumo arrives. He's flipping his little Bible. And then he just, you know, she attacks him for some fucking dumb reason. And then he just, bloop. And I he's love, gone. And I love how it's, like, so cartoony and, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Nami sees this shit and she's like, oh, he killed that bitch. He, he like, <laughs> like, Nami's like, holy shit, dude. I need to get out of here. She's, she's like freaking out. She's like, we are so fucked. We got Moria and we're fighting this fucking crazy asshole to another warlord of the sea. Yeah. Nobody knows what actually happened. Yeah. Like no she's one knows how the power gone. works. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like feeds into things that happen later in the series. But yeah, she's just fucking gone. So Kuma arrives to the island. To basically talk to Moria, right? And then Moria was, like, mm-hmm. doing some games with Luffy, and he lost Luffy at some point. He, Moria goes back to the castle, and Kuma's there waiting for him. And um, he, he's there, like, hey, we have a new warlord, uh, Blackbeard Teach. He captured Ace. Um, 
and he's our new lord. They're like kind of discussing business, basically. And Maury's like, "Yeah, why are you here?" And he was basically like, "Well, we knew Luffy would probably bump into you since he was on his way to Fishman Island." And we were afraid you were going to lose. <laughs> we were afraid he's going <laughs> to kick the shit out of you. And he, like, Moria just gets instantly angry. And he's like, fuck that shit. It's like, and Kuma's like, and I'm here to like give assistance. Right. He's like, Kuma's trying to like do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like help his like co-worker, I guess, or whatever. And Moria's like, no, fuck that shit. I'm going to kill that kid myself. Mm-hmm. And, I'll show you. Yeah, basically. That's like what leads to Moria like getting like. Kuma's like, all right, all right, I'll just watch then and I'll chill here. Um, and, and it leads to Moria jumping into Ors and, like, controlling it. And it gives Ors, like, ability to, like, you know, do gum-gum punches and all that shit. And eventually they beat it by breaking its back, like, hitting him so hard that he breaks his back and it's not able to move. And they throw some salt in it and Luffy gets his shadow back. And then Moria gets, or no, I don't think there's shadow in it. Um, I think Moria gets really big. Moria sucks all the shadows on the island and gets like stupid big. Oh, you never mentioned the pink-haired lady, Lola. There's there's a lot to go. Lola, she her shadow was like a big uh, pig thing uh, that was trying to marry Absalom and it was jealous. Uh, but Lola, I, I, I guess she's like a more important character later. Or whoever her mother is or something. Shit, I'm trying to get us. There we go. Lola. Um, her and Nami become like best buds by the end. Um, I'm guessing she's going to be more relevant down the line. The way I've heard things. Or just inferred. But um, yeah, she was on the side and trying to get her shadow back this whole time. She, I think she says she has a mom on Cake Island. She has a mom somewhere. My, yes. It's Cake Island, right? Okay. Because I know she mentioned the place, and I was like, oh, I know that place. Because I know there's a Cake Island arc at some point. Because I saw he watch it years mm-hmm. and years ago. So Years and years ago, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like four or five years ago. Um, so yeah, she's, I guess, going to become more important later. But she basically, she's a lady who's like going around. And I think they call her No Love Lola or something. I, I don't know. She, like, asks a bunch of people to marry her, and she constantly gets denied, and they keep count of it. Um, but her shadow was, like, Nami's best friend, and then they become super good friends, too. Moria pops out of oars, and the only interesting he, thing he does, he, like, sucks up all the shadows on the island and gets really big. And, like, he collects... Like, really like, big. Like, really, really big. But that's just, I mean... That's just a bigger target for Luffy and them to, to beat the shit out of it. Yeah, they just—they literally just punch Morris so much that he just spits everything out. Like he doesn't really get to do anything. No. They, like, like at all. <laughs> like, they kind of just beat the shit out of him. Made him throw up. Yeah, he's making him throw up. Oh, at this point, the sun is coming up, and a lot of people are like starting to like fucking phase out because they don't have their shadows. So it's like more of a race of time of like. How can, fast can Luffy get these shadows out of this dude before we all die? But eventually, you know, Luffy gets them all in and knocks out all the shadows out of them. And that is Moria. Like, yeah, like you mentioned, like, I was like, oh, Warlord of the Sea, cool. 
Um, and it sounded like you thought he was cool too when you first like when you mentioned Moria, or maybe I inferred because I thought he was a Dracula man, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Dracula's fucking cool. Right. And, they're just and, trying to hype him up. Yeah, and then now, like by the end of it, you're like, oh, Moria, whatever. He's a pushover. But you know who was fucking hype? Bartholomew, Uma, dude. Yes. The true villain of this arc, dude. Holy shit, man. This fucking guy, dude. Where do I start? Um, one, he's very, he's a very big man, and he has, what is his fruit called? The pawpaw the, fruit. The pawpaw fruit. Yes. And by this time, Luffy's knocked out. Like he doesn't. He's like out cold. Mm-hmm. Um. So he doesn't know what's going on. Dude, this shot's so good. Like Zoro facing him, holding <laughs> his fucking Bible. Um. Apparently, Kuma was like a tyrant in the past. He's like a bad fucking dude who has changed his ways or something. But he needed Jesus. In Apparently, he met Jesus. Yeah. But look at his little paws on his hands. It's, just, it's the best power ever, dude. I want little paw paws on my hands. I, I don't. I don't get how you get the paw paw fruit right, and its ability is to repel space time and like <laughs> repel anything, repel concepts and shit. Like repel everything. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like how do you, how does that happen? And he just like puts his hand in front of all the attacks and just pop pop pop. He's got little bear paws. He got little bear paws, dude. And like he lives in bear indentions when he hits people. And yeah, they, they can't fucking touch this guy. And like Zoro's trying his damnedest to beat this guy, and so Sanji, but they can't. They they can't take him on at all. There's no way, dude. Yeah, even even Sanji's like foot is like fucked up from kicking so much. Let's see. Oh yeah, then he does his like. All right, well, time to wipe y'all out. Because, yeah, what happened right before, like, Kuma was, like, at the top of the tower, and he's like, and then he just calls Sengoku. He's like, yo, Luffy fucking kicked the shit in like we thought. Okay. And Sengoku's like, okay, well, bring back Moria. Like, don't let him get die and wipe out Luffy because we can't let people know that fucking Luffy beat another warlord of the sea. We're going to look like assholes, right? They just don't want that information to get out. Um, so that's what Kuma does, right? He's like, he just shows up. He's going to kill everyone. Um, and he's going to save, save Moria. Yeah. And then he does this like ultimate move. They're like, all right, well, I'm done playing. I'm going to wipe y'all out. And he like just starts gathering a bunch of, he, he gathers a giant bear paw, basically like a spirit bomb. And then it releases and just annihilates everyone on the island. I think that is probably like the strongest like attack in One Piece. Really, Ur- Ursa's shock. He don't kill no one, Bryce. I don't know. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, he's not trying. I guess he might not have been trying. I don't know. I feel like it's incredible. It's really cool looking every time they do it. Ursa, and it's a it's a pretty good name, Ursa's shock, dude. That's a pretty good name. It's it's a little paw print. Right. <laughs> yeah. What would you feel, Adrian, if he sent that little paw at you? He's like Ursa Shock. Well, he makes it like, like really, oh, look at it. He makes it really small and slow. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. He makes it really small and slow, and you think like, oh, what is this dumb bullshit? But um, yeah, he 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 sets it off, and it just like it just like nukes the damn island. Like yeah, it it's an. Like it's kind of a kid's show. It's not going to kill everyone. 
It mostly just knocks everyone Got out. Got a damn rock on her head. <laughs> but all these everyone survives, right? Luffy's still fucking fine. But um Yeah. It's like how he repels <laughs> that rock, dude. It's so good. He just touches it and just shoots it off. Probably kills some other poor bastard. But uh Kuma's gonna kill Luffy. Like I imagine he just wanna knock everyone else and just kill Luffy and stop. He seems like that type of person. Who's like, okay, I'll follow your orders, but only your orders. I'm not gonna like kill other people. Um, but he's gonna kill Luffy, and Zoro like is not knocked out because he's a gangster, and gets like an actual hit in on on him. But it's like revealed like he's part machine, or like looks like no, he looks like he's human, but like he has something strapped to him as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's not maybe it's like his body's on life support or something. Um, he's got machine bits. Yeah, but he's got machino bits, and Zoro's like, dude, what the fuck is like, what is up with you? And he's just shoot the laser out of his mouth. So he's like, he's probably like more like Frankie, if anything, like just like a cyborg. Right, makes sense. Because yeah. Frankie doesn't look very cyborg until like his arm comes off. Until he does all everything he does. I don't yeah. even know what parts of him are like human. His head, I guess. I don't know. I am nothing like. A, I am nothing like Cyborg Frankie. I'm way more advanced. But yeah, he's basically like... My devil's government's genius. Science of Dr. Vegapunk. Which I still have not met yet. But he seems like an asshole. <laughs> from everything I could see so far. He does um, a lot of shit, dude. Yeah. But yeah. This scene. Holy shit, this scene right here. Um, this is one... I- iconic One Piece scenes. Is that another... Is this yes. another one of them? An- another um, one, dude. Another one. Another one. We're like, say, all right, you're gonna, ki- you have to kill one of us. Like, let me die. Like, kill me. Uh, Zoro wants to sacrifice himself instead of Luffy, um, and begs, begs, um, Kuma, Kuma for it, and he's like, my bounty isn't worth as much as him, but it probably should be, because it should be. Zoro's bounty should be. Higher, if not if high as Luffy's, but he's been held back so many times. Um, because he's just he's just as fucking dangerous, dude. Um, every single yeah. person who's saying him is like, man, I need to get rid of this guy now. Yeah, like pretty much every time, right? Or like they seem like, wait, why isn't he the captain or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that does happen. Um, and yeah, he was like, I will become a fucking issue later. You can kill me right now. So. For for that man, when you harbor such a great, yeah, and Kuma's like you would sacrifice for Luffy, when you want to like do something like that, yeah, and, and he's like, hey, my ambition is nothing. I would gladly sacrifice it. I would sacrifice my fucking dream, my promise to my friend, because I fucking believe Luffy will become the king of pirates. It's so fucking good, dude. It's just he like, was, like taking it back. He's like, he like he's saying like, no, it's a fact. That he's going to, like, it's so good, dude. Stating it like it's just a straight fucking fact. Like, he's going to be king of pirates. I'm so fucking sure I'll die on it right now. Sanji is seeing all the shit go down, and Sanji's trying to swap in, right? And he's like, nah, like, it would be more if we lost you. Like, can't. Sanji's trying to sacrifice himself now. Um, But Zoro ain't having that shit, and he fucking knocks out Sanji at some point. Yeah, he, he fucking knocks his ass out. It's like, nah, not happening. And then, um, 
Kuma like kind of Kuma agrees actually, um, and like, Dash, I will show you hell. So Kuma repels all the pain and like damage that has been caused to Luffy in this fight, and like repels it out and it creates this bubble, right? So I imagine Kuma could have killed Zoro in some other way. But I think he wanted, like, okay, if there's a 1% chance this guy survives, like, you know, I'll accept it kind of thing. But, yeah, it's the bubble scene, right, where, like, it's just, like, all the damage that's been done to Luffy. And, yeah, he wants Zoro to take all that damage in on him, and it should kill him. Like, that's Kumo's just, like, stating in a fact, like, you will die receiving this damage. And he gives him a little taste of it, right? And, like, brings him down to his feet and shit. Mm-hmm. And Zoro's and, and like, all right, I got a little taste. All right, let's do this somewhere else. And then, you know, it cuts to Kuma leaving because he's like, I killed him. He's, he's going to do it. And he's going to die. Right. Um, and it cuts to Zoro fucking looking at that fucking bubble and then just sticking his arms in. And then it, the episode cuts off and you don't know what happened to him. Um, and everyone's like fine, and like Luffy, Luffy feels great because you basically got healed, and no one knows like what happened. And then Sanji wakes up, and he's like, "Fuck that shit," and he instantly starts looking for Zoro. And I think it shows that Brooke had seen everything too. And yeah, he, he he runs out there and just sees him standing out in the field. It's like, oh man, shit, that was scarily. We're he's trying to act casual about it. <laughs> just look and see Zora all bloody. It's just fucked up. There's blood everywhere on the ground, dude. There's so much shit every like look at this fucking scene, dude. There's so much blood everywhere. Looks like he exploded, dude. <laughs> yeah, he like like how is he still a fucking person? <laughs> like Oh, it's so fucking good. He's like, What happened? Nothing happened. And he's just standing there fucking yeah. just taking it, dude. Oh, it's so good, man. Holy shit, what a way to end the fucking arc. Um, yeah. Fucking Zoro's so cool. I love him like He's like inches great. from death right here, dude. <laughs> yeah, like dude, he's and it's the the thing I like about this scene and it's still affecting him now, right? Or where mm-hmm. I'm at in the in the show, right? Where I'm a bit more ahead. Like he's feeling the after effects of this still. Like he's Basically, Kuma's cool. like, I'm going to nerf you for 100 episodes. <laughs> just, yeah. Boom! Because he can't fucking fight because of this properly. He's like super weakened. Um, yeah, it's... It affects... Like, there's a... It's not like this happens and, oh, that's it, right? It, it, it does affect him greatly. And, like, a lot of the crew members, like, the respect for him, a bunch of them find out what happened, but they, they choose not to tell Luffy. Um, but right, like he'd, he'd feel like shit about it, dude. Yeah, yeah, he would. He would fucking be like, "How? How could you do that?" But like Sanji has like this newfound respect for Zoro, and Brooke like knows what kind of person Zoro is now, and Robin like fucking respects the shit out of Zoro now too. Who who knows if anyone else could have taken that hit? Yeah, there, I no, don't think no anyone other than Zoro would have lived. Yeah. And even Zoro was like, "Dude, I'm gonna fucking die here, aren't I? All right, let's go." <laughs> yeah. But again and again, he shows that he's fucking refusal to die, dude. Dude, Zoro probably will die at the end of the series. I'm gonna be real. Like he survived so much shit. 
I bet at the end of the very end of the series he will die. He will he will become the greatest swordsman, and he probably die at the last fight or something. Like, dude, they're building up to it. Yeah, I, I, I could see it happening. A little laboon. And um, yeah, the next episodes are uh, the Brooke backstory, man, which is fucking heartbreaking, dude. Like, I I, I like watch the high pass. Zora episode, then I was like, all right, I can't watch this next episode. They gotta take a break. <laughs> I can't fucking go watch fucking Laboon get abandoned and shit all over again. This is gonna it's like suck. a little baby. Yeah, it's like great, exactly. Great. I was like, dude, I, I don't want to watch. Or I was like, dude, I do not want to watch this guy get abandoned again. But oh, it's like a really nice scene. Everyone's partying because yeah, everyone's partying. Yeah, 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 and. And yeah, like uh, Luffy, Luffy reveals he find he asks him like, "Did you actually meet Laboon?" And yeah, like Luffy tells him, like, "Dude, he's thinking like, dude, he's just bawling his eyes out." Mm-hmm. It's so sad. The fact that he's still alive. Yeah, the the Boon's still alive and still remembers them, and is still waiting for them, right? And yeah, and then it just flashes back to little Laboon, like when they first met him. He like got lost from his like pack and. The music kind of... Oh, yeah, he still has that scar there, huh? And, yeah, it's just... It's it's about him and his crew going on adventures and, like, they have Laboon on their side, right? And, like, they get into pirate fights and, like, Laboon saves them and shit and Brooke at night would, like, sing the Laboon and play music for them. Like, dude, they're going on great... Look at this, dude. Look at, look at Brooke dancing. Like, yeah. They, <laughs> they got this incredible, like, fucking happy crew and Laboon's part of the crew, dude. Um, but eventually they're gonna cross to the Grand Line, and they're like, "We can't take him with us, man. He's gonna fucking get killed out there. He's a little kid. He's a little baby." Um, so it's like a really sad scene where like Laboon won't have it, so they literally like hide from him for like weeks to like try to get him to go away, and like he's still crying out there, and it's a really sad scene, right? Um. They cross the Grand Line and fucking Laboon follows him. <laughs> He's like, nah, dude, I'm still here. Um, because the, they meet What's-His-Face, who was Laboon's doctor in the future. And they're like, hey, yeah, you and that baby will. They're like, what the fuck? He followed us. And there's little Laboon. And, yeah, this is a happy time with Laboon. Look at all the happy times. I'm sure nothing bad is going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be friends forever. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. They leave and they say, we'll be back. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, they say, hey, we'll be back. Uh, stay here. You please... Again, is again, you're too small to go. Like, we're going with, there's like a ton of sea kings and we can't watch you all the time in the water, right? They just, they just straight camp. Oh, uh, and like the fucking sad scene where like Brooke is just like, on the ship by himself for like decades right like it's many many decades and he's like hallucinating and then like he's collecting all the skulls of his members right in the chest um and he's having flashbacks on everything but like how like how they cut to like where he thinks everyone's okay again then it cuts back and oh no he's still a fucking skeleton again and um, at some point, their captain caught a disease. And I think this guy survives or something. 
because I think that's the guy they mentioned who went home, and the, and that's when you know Crocus told them, "Hey, Laboon, they went home. They didn't stay on the Grand Line." But basically, like, hey, this guy can't sail anymore because he has his disease. So their ships split off into two ships. One goes back home. Another one is where uh, Brooke becomes the captain. And he kind of, like, makes a name for himself. And, again, yeah, more sad scenes of them not being there anymore. Um, But they go around and become, like, big pirates in the Grand Line. And... Eventually, they, like, meet their fate where, like, they bump into pirates who use poison arrows and weapons. And, um, it really sets in, really sets in where it's just like, hey, we're all going to die soon, right? Um, but I will come back because I ate that fruit. Um, can we, like, record this for Laboon? Like, they still, like, mention, like, hey, we're going to record this for Laboon so he can hear everyone one last time. And just how it's shot, right? Like of them playing, and then slowly, one person dies, a two person dies. Like the the music just starts fading out for all the people who are playing the music because all the fucking musicians are dying over time. And it's a really nice song. What is it? Binks Binks Booze, which is like now Binks like brew. Yeah. Binks Brew or something like that. Um, it's a really catchy song. I really really liked it. It is the pirate shanty that yeah, we sing a lot of in the show. Yeah, it is the pirate shanty in the show. Um, yeah, they're just falling over and dying. He's just and, sad because, like, as they're falling down, he's being like, "This has turned into a quartet, a trio." Oh, oh yeah, a duet, a duet, he's like then a solo. Yeah, and it's just him on his own. And then um, that's pretty much it. The next episode is. Um, yeah, like, I think Brooke's backstory is good and, like, how it wraps up with Laboon. Like, I want to see that reunion one day. But but he, like, he talks to him and so says, like, hey, Laboon, I am halfway there now. I'm going to see you on the fucking other side. Like, just like I originally promised. You've waited this long. You could wait a couple more years. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to follow Luffy. And by the time we're on the other side, he's going to be king of pirates and all that shit. Um, which is very, very nice. Uh, let's see here. Was it new? Me... This is where like where, yeah, it flashes back to Brooke, and then Brooke like officially introduces himself. <laughs> Your head is the storage unit. <laughs> um, where he like he grabs his like flyer, puts it on the ground, like this is who I am. Um, I'm the Br- something something Brooke, whatever, whatever. Here's Nami and Lola. And little Laboon is got happy for some reason because he could, like feels friends alive or something. Oh, uh, they make like a uh on Thriller Bark, they make like a uh a grave for all the his his crewmates. He grabbed the Because he gathered them all in like a coffin, right? All their skulls. Mm-hmm. And then they, they made like a monument to him. Um which is a really nice, like, t- like ending of that story. And I'll flash back to them again, and and Zoro, <laughs> or Zoro's like, "Hey, can I lay my sword to rest here with these guys?" And he he lays his sword to rest that was uh, rusted out. And that's the like end of Thriller Bark. It's just everyone saying goodbye to each other. Lola reveals what that piece of paper that Ace gave Luffy, Luffy. like. 
a thousand episodes ago. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, God, okay. How did he? Okay, I, he, I guess he knew what those papers were going to do eventually, but the fact that they finally get back to it, right? And it's like, oh yeah, this is this is for the new world. This is like everyone in the new world uses these. Um, it's basically like tied to someone's like life force or something. I can't remember. They do some kind of ritual they're, for it to work. They're, they're the Vivre cards. Mm-hmm. And and it, whenever you rip off a piece, uh, whoever you, wherever you give that that piece to, it kind of like always kind of kind of pulls them in the direction of the the other person. pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, um, so Luffy has one that would obviously point him towards Ace, mm-hmm. um, and Lola reveals that's why this, I gave him because she. What is it, which one is this one? Is this one for Lola, or for her mom? This is my my, my oh, this is my mom's favorite yes. card. Got it. And that's when I figured like, oh, this character is important. This is mm-hmm. this one. I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna come back a thousand episodes later. Got it. Um, and yeah, it points towards her mother but um they they look at aces luffy pulls out the one that was uh, nami sewed nami sewed into his hat and it's fucking burning it's like getting smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. um luffy does not had not known this but uh, ace had gotten captured by blackbeard Blackbeard. teach um who holy shit man blackbeard this is the first time we hear about it because back Back uh-huh. at the end of what was it the end of Skype? No, it was the end of uh, Ennius? Ennius Lobby, yeah. Was it, was it? Like the very last where, episode where they fought? Where Ace and oh yeah, where Ace mm-hmm. and Blackbeard showed down. Yeah, it's um, Puma mentions that Blackbeard is now a warlord, like in the middle of this to to uh, Moria, because mm-hmm. uh, he like had turned in Ace. Ace, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much like gave him a seat to yeah the warlords yeah because the way like because I am further in the way they talk about Ace I'm like oh shit Ace could have been like a warlord or something if he wanted to like Ace was that strong is that crazy strong right sadly we never get to see very much of it very often but apparently like hey he's Ace was like a big fucking deal when he was like coming out here originally mm-hmm. um but yeah his his card is burning up and it's like signifies that not that they're like dying but they're just like weak in a weakened state they're like you know that There's, they're just weakened yeah like he right now he's captured basically and starving and getting tortured and shit so the, the card is not doing well um and luffy decides well like i'm not gonna worry about ace because he's on his own adventure i'm sure if he like actually needs my help he would ask for it or something like that um but We'll look into it. Kind of like we'll look into it later. I'm sure he will be fine kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's kind of where it leaves it. It just, it just shows that, like, Ace is... Hey, he got captured. He doesn't even know he's Ace is captured. He just knows he's, like, he's, he's in a weakened state. Because Ace being captured is not public knowledge at all. And the very, very last episode is just Brooke trying to, like, be part of the crew. And he being kind of awkward he being awkward yeah and like trying to find his place and just constantly fucking shit up and like ruin, ruining nami's maps or um not being able to spot zoro yeah and I, and I felt bad in this episode but yeah he, he'll get he'll find this spot and eventually he does where he's like playing music and shit 
Or no, he just chills out, right? Like, he just stops trying so hard and just, like, acts mm-hmm. himself. And he plays music at the very end of the day, and, like, and everyone likes it. Starts gathering around. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of um, Thriller Bark, which uh, the next one is called Summit War. Let me see here. See more episodes. Yeah. So in Crunchyroll, they call this arc, um, the next coming up arc, Summit War, which it is like 120 episodes or some shit. It is very, it is a very, very big arc. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Thriller Bark, man. I don't know. Like, it was totally fun. Like, I enjoyed, I I did, so like, Skype, right? It was very hard yeah. for me to get, get through it. Like, very, very hard. Thriller Bark, like, I consist- consistently consumed. I think it was a good side adventure, right? Of like, hey, hey. Well, it's not a side adventure because a lot of main stuff still happened. It's dealing with the warlord and all that shit. But like, how it's themed is like very fun, right? It's not too serious in a lot of the times. The enemies are goofy and it builds up more of the world and stuff. So like, yeah, I, I just enjoyed it a bunch, right? It probably could have been like 20 episodes long. And yeah, it was like 60 or something. But... I enjoyed it. It was it was fun, and I'm glad. I just like I love Halloween shit and all that, right? I am disappointed by Moria a little bit. I I was looking for a Dracula type, and maybe I'll get that later. But uh, yeah, I don't know. How how did you feel about Thriller Bark when you had watched it overall? Uh kind of like the same. Yeah, uh, they built up Moria for quite a for a little bit. Like I said, they. Oh, he went up against Kaido. He's a warlord. Of the, he's a warlord, yeah, of, the he's a warlord of the sea. This fucking nah, okay. he's just yeah. He's just some couch potato dude. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm cool, yeah, just dude. chilling here. It'll all happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'll get. I'll literally get carried to King of Pirates. That's what like my goal yeah. is. Is create an army so they literally care. So I don't have to lift a finger. Um, yeah, but Kuma's like a big. Uh, selling point for this thing just to be it him being there his introduction him his introduction and him actually giving us like the details on what actually happened between blackbeard and ace because we had no idea like yeah, what had yeah. happened to him it just cuts off at the end of the fight once they're like getting into it yeah so we're just like oh shit blackbeard got ace yeah and he's a warlord he turned him into the government holy cow it's like it's it's like, building th- up things are really important up. stuff definitely you could feel that especially man dude like blackbeard it's like people can't let him get away with shit dude like people will not like stop him even where i'm at now where they're just like do you should there's a big problem walking around and you guys are just not looking at him and he's just doing whatever he wants dude that that's kind of like that's it like what's making him so powerful is that people like just kind of overlooking him he's just can do whatever he wants everyone's like blackbeard whatever like yeah i don't even know about him yeah i could talk to this about this like well that's for next podcast um about like blackbeard and how that shit even got rolling and all that but dude it just makes me very excited for this next part and like i'm like halfway through the next part right i'm not done but where i'm at is like fuck dude like by the end of this, I know this show is going to be changed forever, right? Like, this is like, you could tell, like, this next arc is like, this is like the end of, the, like, it could have been the end of the show, but it's actually like, okay, here's part one done. 
now we're gonna go to part two after this like now we're gonna move move on to it but like yeah definitely everything's been building up to this next arc in a lot of ways and like hundreds of episodes back is the thing like they're referencing things like way way back where like they had one little scene where a couple of these characters are talking and now it's like the most important shit later down the line dude mm-hmm. um it's it's fucking cool man I, I really like this the continuity and how like they pay attention to that stuff in this show because usually like an arc finishes in most animes and you like don't go back to it right like mm-hmm. Moria we probably would have never seen again in most shows but the fact that like Kuma was there brings him back and how introduces Kuma who becomes like this fucking force to be reckoned with down the line that's right Thriller Bark is a great setup for like what is to come I think it is like a very good middle ground um, and uh, yeah that's all I really have to say about it man um let's see but yeah like i said that's all i have really left to say about it an incredible good slice of this show it it is just very good i'm excited to i don't know how i feel about brooke yet i'm gonna be real with you Bryce. i still don't know how i feel about him um i do like like Mm -hmm. that he's around and he's funny I feel like the cruise is getting so big and I know it's just going to get bigger. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I just, I don't have it as many good memories with Brooke yet. And the next arc is so serious that he, he gets to shine a little bit. Right. And then that arc just goes off the rails, dude. Right. Like Brooke well, doesn't get to do much. Something you need to keep in, in mind for Brooke is he's actually like the oldest person on the crew. Now. True. So I'm sure there's going to be a time where something comes up and he just happens to have just a little random piece of information about mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, yeah. oh, I know about that. There's like stuff like that. <laughs> Goldie Roger, that young startup. <laughs> oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah. I, I bet he knows something that either he, he either it's kind of like in the back of his head or maybe he feels like it's just kind of irrelevant knowledge. But yeah. once it comes up and he brings it up, it'll be important. And I think. He's gonna he's gonna be a, a big key later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, like I like him overall, but he just doesn't get much time again after this because mm-hmm. things just get very serious very quick in this next arc. But um, I know he's like, I mean, all these characters are fa- fan favorites, obviously. But uh, people like love the cosplay, Brooke, and all that shit. Um, yeah, he's just a funny skeleton man. He's and, so eccentric. I do love him. Yeah, he's like so eccentric and all that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited he's on the crew now. Uh, I have no idea who is next. This is as far as knowledge I have of the crew at this point. Anyone else would be a fucking surprise. Um, I know I'm getting to the time skip. I don't know how much how long, but I know I'm close-ish. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there, man. Like If, if, if you like the podcast, uh, comment. Uh, let me know how, what you think about Thriller Bark, what you didn't like about Thriller Bark. Um, please subscribe if you want us to continue to see more of these and yeah I mean we're going to still do our like reactions to OG-san um, maybe thinking about doing what's that show Devil Man when that comes out at some point Chainsaw Man Ch- Devil Man oh my god Chainsaw Man yeah, <laughs> that's dude, a different holy. show that's a very different show um, but yeah where can people find you Bryce? Uh you can follow me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash x or you can come chill out with me when I'm streaming 
at uh, twitch.tv slash xsuperbeastox. And same with me. You can follow me on the Twitter at the Twitter handle below, rando0268. And I stream on twitch.tv slash rando underscore 0268. I'm going to try to do more games in World of Warcraft. We'll see what happens. Uh, new 14 patch is coming out, so that's exciting. But other than that, this has been the Bite of Gum Gum Podcast. We will see you next time for maybe like part one of the summit arc. We'll see how it goes because I don't think we can fit all that one into one episode. But we will see you next time for the beginning of the summit war arc. Bye-bye. Bye. Yo-ho-ho, he took a bite of gum gum. Gado, gado.